The following is a Hoop Bowl presentation. Hello, everyone. How are you going? It is me, Scotty, your host. The Box Score Breakdown presented by Hoopball. A massive slate of two games today to go through. We'll go through them in just a minute. Uh, as I said, we are presented by Hoopball. I am Scotty. You can find me on Twitter at the Highlander 23 My co-host, who will be back tomorrow. You can find him on Twitter. And Mr. Jolly of Sydney... You can also look us up on Facebook. We have both a podcast page and a group page where you can interact with us on the group page. That's Mr. Jolly and the Harlander. Go and check them out as well. Uh, presented by Hoop Ball, who are fantastic. If you haven't checked out their stuff for all you fantasy NBA legends out there, go and check it out. It is the best deal in the industry. What is it? Well, for all you fantasy gurus, all these tools and stuff, and it's $4.99 a month. And now we're into the regular season. There is zero commitment. Sign up for one month for 5 bucks. If you don't like it, you can cancel it. It's nice to have that option, but we know you will absolutely love it. The Fantasy Pass is everything you're going to need to dominate all season long, updating projections, the new Fantasy Appraiser tools, schedule and streaming charts, pick up and drops in our newest and coolest feature, the Hoopboard Discord server where you can hang out with all the hoop ball pros around the clock and get one-on-one help with your team. You also get access to uh, you know subscriber-only content, Facebook, uh, YouTube live stuff, all that, all that sort of cool stuff. Uh, so go and check it out. Head to hoop-ball.com. Click on the fantasy pass ad below the main media wall. As I said, there is some massive slate of games of just two today, the Utah Jazz and the Pels come head-to-head along with the OKC Thunder and the Denver Nuggets. I've got a couple of questions, uh, listener questions to go through as well. We'll get through them uh, in just a minute. Before we get into the games, though, it's time for an announcement. Free stuff is on the agenda today. And what is that free stuff? The Bruise Letter. It's back. And no... Tom, the bruise letter does not contain Aussie cricket stuff and whether or not Tim Payne will remain the captain, etc., uh, etc. Et the bruise letter is back and fresh for the 2021 NBA season. That's because our founder, Aaron Bruski, is writing an email newsletter filled with his most intimate fantasy NBA nuggets. Not cricket, NBA. Yes, fantasy NBA legend Aaron Bruski writing an email-filled newsletter. It's exclusive content you cannot find anywhere else. It's not on the website. It's not on a podcast. All social media, it's only in the email newsletter. You can sign up and get it for free. Just go to bit.ly slash bruiseletter2021. Brew as in B-R-E-W-S letter 2021. Sign up in 10 seconds. Again, the site is bit.ly, B-I-T-L-Y slash bruiseletter2021. Aaron Bruski, straight to your inbox. First game of the day, the Utah Jazz go to their sixth straight win, and they are now 10-4 and four against the now 5-8 and eight New Orleans Pelicans. And a second-half three-a-thon from the Jazz, making 21 of 47 triples for the game. 
had the Pelicans lose 102 to the Utah Jazz 118. We'll start on the Pelicans side and Carl Malone called out Zion for being a little bit tired and saying he should at 21 years old average 40 minutes a night. I don't disagree with you, Carl Malone. Uh, It's very interesting, but he had a, a half-decent game, Zion, shot 14 of 19 from the field, 4 of 6 from the foul line, uh, finished with 32 points, 5 rebounds, 3 assists, and a 1 steal in 35 minutes. So he did okay. Purely a paint and free throw scorer, which is nice if he actually makes those free throws. Williamson made a field goal outside of the paint for the first time this season, even with opposing teams knowing what is coming for the second year forward, or when the second year forward has the ball, he is still incredibly difficult to keep from getting into the paint. The problem from a fantasy standpoint is that Williamson's lack of production as a perimeter shooter leaves little margin for error in other areas. Averaging nearly three turnovers per game, he isn't even a top 100 player in nine-cat formats right now. With the perimeter shot still a work in progress, fantasy managers will need Williamson to be borderline elite when it comes to taking care of the basketball if he is to match his Yahoo ADP, which was 26. Some interesting news for you people who play in nine-cat formats when it comes to Zion Williamson. Uh, Eric Bledsoe shot three of nine from the field, posting a line of nine points, four rebounds, two assists, and two triples in 24 minutes. Bledsoe remained in the starting lineup with Nikhil Alexander-Walker moving to the bench in order to free up a spot for Lonzo Ball. Neither Ball nor Bledsoe had great nights, but at least the latter was able to knock down a couple of three-pointers. Bledsoe, who had a Yahoo ADP of 78, still sits out tire outside the top 100 in both eight and nine cat formats. He's worth hanging on to for the time being due to him being a starter. But Nikhil Alexander-Walker has outplayed Bledsoe, and it wouldn't be all that surprising if Stan Van Gundy made that change to his starting five at some point. So keep an eye on that one. And as for NAW, Nikhil Alexander-Walker, he played 31 minutes off the bench, finished with nine points, four of 13 field goals. Terrible shooting night for him anyway. Five rebounds, two assists, two steals, and a block, and one triple. And with Lonzo back in the starting lineup following his return from knee tendonitis, Uh, NAW returned to the second unit, but he still went past the 30-minute mark, which is good news for his fantasy value in the short term. It's also worth noting that Ball was on a minutes restriction, which means that uh, Alexander Walker wasn't going to lose too much in the way of playing time uh, tonight. Rostered in 22% of Yahoo leagues. Yep, just 22%. Uh, NAW has provided six-round value in both eight and nine-cat formats over the last week. He stands to lose some minutes as ball is clear to play more, but NAW may be in the rotation to stay, so keep your eye on that one. Lonzo Ball, he played 23 minutes, finished with seven points, three of 10 shooting, one of two from the foul line, one rebound, four assists, three steals, and a blocked shot. Ball, who was on a minutes restriction, as I said, played five uh, uh, to six minute stretches, Uh, Before the games, Coach Stan Van Gundy said the fourth quarter minutes would be based on, in part on how Ball was feeling. He didn't appear to show any real ill effects during that part, uh, which is good news for the point guard moving forward. Pelicans who play Utah again on Thursday. uh, So we'll have to wait and see if Ball has his minutes increased 
He may, he may not, who knows. Uh, he shot a zero from six from three. You know, a step back for a player who entered the game, just making over two per game for Lonzo Ball. But I expect this to be somewhat of an outlier. On the Jazz side of things, Donovan Mitchell led past the Pelicans with a line of 28 he got nine of 15 field goals, six of six from the foul line, seven rebounds, four assists, and four triples in 33 minutes. The only negative for Don Mitch on a night was his turnover count as he was responsible for a team-high five, and turnovers are what have held him back in fantasy hoops with the man they call Spider sitting just out, uh, just inside the top 75 in nine cat. In eight cat formats, he's threatening top 50 status, which still doesn't hit his Yahoo ADP of 25. If Don Mitch is to be a top 25 player that fantasy managers expect him to be, he'll have to be a more efficient player. His effort of nine from 15 from the field was good, but the five turnovers negated that. Rudy Gobert posted a line of 13 points, six from eight from the field, one from six from the foul line, 18 rebounds, one assist, one steal, three block shots in 30 minutes. Gobert dominated his matchup with Stephen Adams, and he finished the game one rebound shy of his season high that he got on January 10 versus Detroit. The negative for Gobert in both Tuesday's game and the season as a whole has been his free throw shooting. He was one of six from the stripe. This season, he was making just 46.7 of his charity stripe attempts. Fantasy managers who have Gobert rostered will either need to punt free throws as he's averaging just over five attempts per game or hope other players on their roster will pick up the slack. Another guy who has been sensational for the Jazz, Jordan Clarkson, played 29 minutes, telling 18 points, 6 of 15 from the field, 2 of 2 from the foul line, 6 rebounds, 6 assists, 4 triples. The return of Joe Inglis didn't have much of an impact on Jordan Clarkson's opportunities. He's going to get looks no matter who's on the court with him. He's now scored 16 points or more in 7 of 10 games this month. And over the last two weeks, Clarkson has rested safely within the top 50 in both 8 and 9 cat formats. Yet he's rostered in just 73% of Yahoo leagues. Ladies and gentlemen, if he is somehow available in your league, don't hesitate to go and pick this guy up. He is in the top 50. He should be rostered everywhere. And in his first game back from a sore right Achilles, Aussie Joe played 19 minutes, finished with 15 points, six, uh, five of six from the field, three rebounds, two assists, and one block shot, and five triples, all six of Ingles' Field goal attempts were three-pointers. He managed to make a season-high five on the night. In six games this month, he's shooting 15 of 31 from three. And Aussie Joe has scored 11 points or more in four of those outings. Not too bad for a guy who's doing pretty good. Ingles was asked about the three-point shooting uh, and says that that's how they want to play. The Jazz made 21 three-pointers on the night, as I said earlier. It was fun to be back out there, he said. He's just glad that they wanted to be honest. Aussie Joe is rostered in 27% of Yahoo leagues. He isn't a great fantasy option, but he can change that with more performances like he did on tonight. So keep an eye on that one. Interesting uh, streamer for you guys out there, that is 
for sure. Before we get on to the next game, though, Valentine's Day is upon us, fellas. Make sure you're ready for wherever the night may take you. Our friends at Manscaped, the global leaders in men's below-the-waist grooming, are here to tell you that you need to use the best tools for the job so you can be ready for anything on that special day. The Perfect Package 3.0 is led by their revolutionary third-generation lawnmower 3.0 trimmer, which has advanced skin-safe technology and features cutting-edge ceramic blade to reduce grooming accidents. It's also waterproof to prevent the mess uh, in the bathroom floor and the sink so those ladies don't get angry at us, uh, especially on that special day on Valentine's Day. Let's be real, we've smelled a little bit worse and down there, so that's why I'm thankful for their Crop Preserver and Crop Reviver. These products keep our boys from sweating, smelling and sticking, and they also smell bloody good too. Their manly scent very attractive will help set the mood if you know what i mean the perfect package 3.0 comes with a pair of manscaped boxes that'll keep your junk feeling fresh all day and they are high performance anti-chafing boxes very much the most and easily the comfiest boxes i've ever had Complete the grooming game with the new refined cologne signature scent by Manscaped with the same signature scent that's in all of Manscaped's formulas. This cologne is a perfect complement to the collection. This is the perfect package for your perfect package. Get 20% off and free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. Your balls will thank you. Get 20% off free shipping with the code HOOPBALL20 at manscaped.com. That's 20% off and free shipping. At manscaped.com. Use the code HoopBall20. Happy Valentine's Day from Manscaped. Our next game, OKC up against Denver. The now six and seven OKC Thunder up against the now seven and seven Denver Nuggets. OKC 101 lost out to Denver 119. Denver dominated uh, pretty much the whole game. Some circus. Lamelo ball type stuff, which is funny that we say that from uh, Compazzo and Barton. Bowl bowl went full court at one point as well, and the Joker absolutely dominated in this game. But we'll start off on the Oklahoma City Thunder side, and Lou Dort scored. 20 points in 25 minutes, uh, making 8 of 11 shots with 3 triples, 5 boards, 3 assists and a steal. It was Dort's second game in a row, notching at least 20 points and his third time doing so this season. What's more impressive is his 3-point shooting. However, last season in 2019-2020, he went off 30 of 101, a 29.7% from three-point range. And this year, he's already at 31 of 71, which is 43.6% with 2.3 makes average per game. Dort was picked up in 17% of Yahoo leagues last week and is still available in 55% of leagues. Pick him up if he's still sitting on your waivers and expect maybe a slight regression in that three-point shooting. Isaiah Roby, had a decent showing, posting 10 points, 9 rebounds, 3 assists, and 4 steals in 26 minutes. He had a decent game despite shooting 3 of 9, but uh, the Joker was feasting on him. You know, it's what it was. The Joker is very, very tough to to cover anyway. The 9 rebounds, though, matched a season high for Roby, and the 4 steals for the most he's had through 13 games as he's filled in nicely for Al Horford who was out again. Uh, Some other notables, SGA, 14 points in 27 minutes, five rebounds, seven assists, one block, 
Five of 11 from the field, one from four from deep end, three from six from the foul line with four turnovers for SGA. And uh, Darius Baisley got 24 minutes, 12 points, two rebounds, two block shots, five from 11 from the field, two from seven from three-point range with just the one turnover. Didn't get to the line, though. On the Denver side, Nikola Jokic continued his MB- MVP campaign, tallying 27 points, 12 boards, six assists and a steal and a block in the win. He had his way against the young OKC Thunder team, hitting 12 of 21 field goals and stuffing the stat sheet in less than three quarters. He's the top-rated player in fantasy basketball right now, which is no surprise considering he's averaging a triple-double till this point. Seriously, he has to be in the MVP discussion, that is for sure. Will Barton was solid for the Nuggets, netting 13 points, three rebounds, six assists and a steal. He knocked down five of seven from the field, including three triples in 25 minutes. Although the four giveaways were tied for a game high, he's played well in the absence of uh, Michael Porter Jr., who could return Friday and we hope so, totaling 54 points and 12 three-pointers in his last four games. If MPJ does suit up this weekend, Barton's value will take a dip and it might be safe to drop him after that. But I would wait until you get an update on Porter Jr. before making any moves. Jamal Murray struggled uh, tonight, shooting 2 of 10 from the floor with 5 points, 2 rebounds and 4 assists, 2 steals in 21 minutes. None of the Nuggets starters played in the fourth quarter because Denver was up by more than 20 points entering the period. But Murray, who was wearing a padded arm sleeve, was clearly affected by his bruised elbow that he recently admitted was bothering him. And and it was. The, the 5 points were a season low. The two made field goals was his lowest mark since opening night when he made just one shot. The only positive is that, well, they don't play again until Friday, and meaning Murray has a couple of days to receive treatment before the next game. And Paul Millsap got his first double-double of the season, finishing with 13 points, 12 rebounds, three assists, two steals, and a block. Millsap shot 50% from the floor, splashed a couple of three-pointers as well. He scored in double figures in four of the last five games now, with two triples in each of those four games. But if you're thinking about picking him up right now, I would recommend holding out until there's an update uh, again with him for MPJ, who could return Uh, to the Nuggets lineup this Friday when they play the Suns. Ever since I started this podcast, people have been asking me for betting tips. I always get asked who you got, the Lakers, the Clippers, Rogers or Mahomes, and I'll tell you what I tell them. Where you bet is as important as who you're betting on. That's why I tell people, bet with my bookie. My bookie's rep is rock solid. They've got the best odds, contests, and promotions in the business. They're the only place I trust to handle my NBA-related bets, the one sportsbook guaranteed to give me the best lines on every NFL playoff game as well. You know me, you know I don't give my stamp of approval too easily. To earn it, you've got to be the best at what you do, and my bookie is the best sports book out there, period. It's simple. Sign up and enter the promo code HOOPBALL and get your deposit matched halfway up to a 1,000 schmackaroos. Head over to MyBookie if you want to add a little excitement to the sports you love and the games you bet. Bet with the best. Bet with MyBookie. Please gamble responsibly. 
Now time for your questions. Carl reached out on our Facebook page, Mr. Jolly and the Holiday. You can go and check that out. Uh, if it's the group, someone will approve you. Otherwise, like the podcast page as well. Uh, everyone's pretty nice and pretty interactive. Carl said, who do you think is going to replace CJ McCollum? In the meantime, now that he's out for over a month with his uh, fractured uh, left foot, I think it is. So... Um, CJ McCollum, currently 97% rostered um, and currently the 28th ranked, according to Yahoo anyway. There's two players, I think, that are going to share some of it, which isn't necessarily uh, a great thing considering you know sharing minutes and sharing time and, and sharing points around. I think Gary Trent Jr. is one that everyone should be very much keeping an eye on. He has the opportunity to break out anyway. Currently rostered in just 20% of Yahoo leagues for him. And on this season, so far in the last week, has ranked the 181st in, uh, according to Basketball Monster, in 9-cat anyway. He hurts you in a lot of places. He's great with the turnover, though. Uh, But a lot of that is because his minutes just have not been fantastic, but it will continue to increase uh, with CJ McCollum out. So he's definitely one that I think I'd go and have a look at. Uh, Rodney Hood is another one who may get a bit of time as well. Currently rostering just 14% of Yahoo leagues for Rodney Hood uh, over the last week, currently ranked 225th on a per-game basis uh, on Basketball Monster in nine cat leagues, averaging just 14 minutes per game. His turnover rate's pretty good as well, but does hurt you in a few other places. Be careful. I think you'll see an uptick in, in usage, absolutely. Again, probably look at, at streaming that point. If you've got CJ McCullum on the IEL, I'd use his spot for the next month to just match up uh, and use people, although Gary Trent Jr. is certainly one that I would keep an eye out um, and would be my favourite out of them all. And got another question from JT. Thanks for reaching out on Facebook, JT. Fantasy implications for the Grizzlies once they have Jonas Valanciunas, Triple J and Winslow back, all of their starters in addition to the rookies who have played quite well thus far. There's a lot to sort of cover within that. Um, So we're 19% through the season. Triple J is not back yet. Um, When he does, and who knows when that'll be, how well will he perform? So there's a great unknown. Uh, Clark's been pretty good. So look, if, if Triple J comes back and he starts off well, although I think it's going to take some time. Uh, Slow-mo is probably the one. Kyle Anderson's going to be the one who will probably be the most affected considering how well Brandon Clark is uh, playing at the moment. I'd say probably Dylan Brooks is a bit of a drop. Uh, Tillman, you know, and and the other rooks. Melton, if you've stashed him as well, certainly a drop in standard leagues. If you've got Tillman in a dynasty league, no, absolutely not. Stash him on the bench somewhere. Um, my recommendation would be Brandon Clark to sell him because I think at some point he's going to take a slight hit. I don't think it'll be major. I think slow-mo will be the one who will cop it the most. Um, maybe look at some sort of a two and two where Clark might be the second sort of player. If you look around who is, uh, in the top, you know, 80 to 100, who is overperforming or, or will and truly underperforming, um, and, you know, owners uh, owners are really worried. Kelly Olenek, there's a guy you could probably get. Um, Dort, 
Uh, PJ Washington, I think you'd be able to get as well. Montrez Harrell as well, I think you'd be able certainly to probably get them in some sort of a a two-for-two type package. If you're looking at it and you look at the likes of Paul Zingas, who's been out for a while, PJ Washington's around that, DeAndre Ayton, Zion Williamson, Jamal Murray. These guys are all around De'Aaron Fox, P- uh, Pascal Siakam, Ben Simmons. For nine cat leagues, are all around the 80 to 100 mark. Unless you're sort of going to knock some socks off with offers that include Brendan Clark or and you'd have to do it before Triple J gets back or just before Triple J gets back. Otherwise, I think if you're doing it after it, his value is going to take too much of a hit. Aim for those owners who are already starting to panic because they own them and they're in 19% of leagues. Uh, We're 19% the way through the season and they're sitting outside of the playoffs and they really need to get there. So maybe they are the owners who I would target to try and get them. I think Triple J is going to be great when he gets back, although it might take him a little bit of time. Jar Miranda is going to be okay. Valentunas has been bloody brilliant this season, although currently ranks 75 in nine cat according to Basketball Monster. But what concerns me with Jonas Valentunas, and I've said this on an earlier podcast, Guys who have had the coronavirus and their slow return, you know, it takes them a while to shake off those effects depending on those circumstances. We've seen it in the MLB. We've seen it in the NFL. Miles Garrett, Scott Kingery, uh, a whole bunch of others who have just taken a lot of time to recover, even though they're healthy and they're no longer uh, have the coronavirus or, or displaying, you know, a, a new, a, a negative uh, reading, they're still having struggles of fatigue. I'm hearing of of people having struggles with their joints and in their knuckles and their wrists and, and things like that. So whilst JV, I'm sure, will be back and great, don't be surprised if it might take him a little bit of time to knock the rust off. Triple J, similarly, but I think he'll be okay. The minute you hear some stuff about Triple J coming back and actually starting, look to offload Brandon Clark. Look, that's that's pretty much it. Thanks for your questions. If you want to throw some questions at us, feel free to hit us up on Twitter at the Harlander23, my co-host, Mr. Jolly of Sydney. You can reach out to him on Twitter or our Facebook pages, Mr. Jolly and the Harlander uh, Sports and Mr. Jolly and the Harlander group that we have on Facebook. Go and check them out. Like, subscribe, all that sort of stuff. Uh, for our podcast, if you've got a platform that allows you to rate and review, please do so. Uh, give us five stars if you love it. Give us one star if you don't, but tell us why, please. It makes our life easy anyway. And if we're doing great, please tell us like, rate, review, subscribe. Makes us uh, all the more better and gets us more people out there so we can bring you more and more stuff. Thanks for joining us. A massive slate of games, Mr. J. He'll be back tomorrow. Make sure you tune in for that. Until then, thanks for joining me. It's been a massive slate of just two games. Yeah, that's sarcasm for you. Have a great one, bye. This has been a Hoop Bowl presentation.